It feels like a dick measuring contest that I did not sign up to be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Work Wife Therapy. I'm Elise. And I'm Isabel. I'm going to your arms really quick. They look super buff. Like, yeah. Oh, I saw that when I was like putting my hair. I was like, oh, she's on a bicep. So can we talk about your workout routine? <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. I realized one day I woke up and... I've been eating like whatever the fuck I want, you know? And then I was like, yeah, whatever. And then one day I just noticed that like, there's like extra stuff <laughs> on my stomach that wasn't going away. You're like, oh shit. The corn was like, oh no. But I wasn't eating more. Yeah. Like my diet was the same. And then I was like, is this what everyone's talking about when you get older and your metabolism changes? And then oh, I actually have to exercise so that I can eat what I want. And because then I started working out and then it went away. And then I was like, fuck, I have to work out out of necessity. I mean, it definitely helps with my mood. (laughs) I am a happier person. (laughs) Working out literally, it it keeps my sanity. Like I can't function if I don't have at least three hard workouts a week. Like I yeah. it, and like, I woke up this morning, my anxiety was so bad. Oh no. Why? I have no, I don't know why. I just felt oh, like gosh. things are not okay. Like my relationship is not okay. My friendship, I don't know. And then I just have to keep telling myself, like my thoughts are not facts. My thoughts are not facts. I was feeling so stressed. And I was like, nothing is happening right now. Literally nothing is happening. You just woke up you know, I was trying to talk myself through it. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to work out. And then it, it did go away. And then I was, I was in a way better space to go to brunch today, but it was so crazy. Well, let's do an Oracle card. Let's yeah. do a reading for the upcoming week. This one says, and I just like picked a, ra- a random one. It yeah. is the ever unfolding rose. It says it's cracked open. It's happening for you, not to you. It says the challenge of life. Ooh, I actually kind of like this. The challenge of life is to keep your heart open when you most want to close it, to let life crack you open, to open up through hurt and loss, to allow what is falling away to fall away. Being a human is a courageous act. A life well-lived is full of losses and tragedies as much as triumphs and adventures. Wherever you find yourself at the moment, life is coaxing you to keep your heart open no matter how much it hurts, to continually unfold, to let life crack you open. Everything is going to be okay. What are the time? What are the times in your life where you felt like you had to close your heart because you were suffering so much. So it would have been right when I met you in 2014, when I was going through a really difficult breakup that completely rerouted my life at that time, I had to completely shut off anything that was making me sad or gave me heartache because I was diving headfirst into studying for licensing exams to get into the finance industry. And I 
immediately just kind of had to shut off that part of my brain in order to move forward and study. But during that time, what I didn't realize is that I was pushing men away that entire time. And then I kind of forgot how to let them attract back in because once I dove into finance, once that started, that was my life. And that was my like way of kind of putting all my energy towards that instead of actually feeling the feelings of rejection, of intense rejection, starting a new life that I wasn't planning for and feeling so lost and feeling like my life was over, which looking back is hilarious. I was only 26, but you know, at that time I was like, you know, this is never going to turn into anything. And it's, I'm still unpacking it. You know, it's, it's taking a while to let somebody back in, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are there anything in, is there anything like in particular you've noticed will trigger you and take you back to that place, that dark place? Um, mansplaining. Like if somebody tries to tell me, not tell me what to do, but be like, oh, so do you know what da-da-da is? And I'm like, yes, I know what da-da-da is. Like I get really triggered by that because my last relationship, I had him on such a high pedestal and he talked he didn't talk down to me in a negative way. And he wasn't like abusive, but he would talk down to me like I was a little kid and he was the smart, successful business owner. And I was just the girl still trying to figure it out. I was bartending. I was trying a hair and makeup business. I was trying an insurance agent. I was still working all of these jobs. And he would always try to educate me on life and stuff. And so when I hear it from anybody else or a man, I'm just like, it immediately just makes me shut down because I I don't feel like my feelings are validated or my experience is validated or that they're even trying to get to know me because they're just talking at me and explaining something when I'm like, you didn't even give me a chance to say, oh yeah, I I do know because of X, Y, Z. And then there's a conversation after it. That's probably the biggest one. Mm. It brings me back to that for sure. Yeah, when you say that, it brings up the fact that like, they're not even acknowledging the fact that you could potentially be someone that's experienced in that place, or they just make assumptions that like, yes, you haven't you haven't gone through this, you don't know, it's okay, all this stuff. It's frustrating, because you're like, yep, exactly. Like, so last night we were at a bar and I was talking to this guy, super hot. And he's like, so what do you do? And I immediately told, and this is another thing too. I struggle with telling men what I do for a living because when, when they know how involved I am in finance, they immediately want to start talking about, oh, this stock and this and this. I'm like, I don't want to talk about work like yeah it's but but it's nice that they feel engaged but the way that they're engaging with me is almost showing me how much they know and kind of going down that path which is it's super frustrating so whatever but so yesterday um this guy's like so what do you do and I I just kind of have a brief spiel I'm like oh yeah I work in finance blah 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 I work for myself you know what do you do and I just kind of pass the conversation back because I don't want to go into too much detail and it's not because I don't care. It's just, I don't want to talk about work. You know, it's, it's not, it's okay for small talk in the beginning, but I don't, I want to get to know you, not your. I totally do that too. I'll just say <laughs> yeah. I work in finance. 
and then just um, pass it. Yeah. If I don't want to have a conversation about it, I just say I work in finance and then that usually ends it. Exactly. Usually ends it. And you're like, okay. And that's, that's probably what I need to start saying. However, but I'm also trying to promote myself too. So I don't know if this could be a potential client or if this Mm. could lead to business opportunity, but so anyways, when I asked him, he was like, well, I do a couple of things. I have a side business of power washing houses, which is awesome. I need my house power washed. I try to use one of those things and I suck at it. So instantly I was like, ding, ding, ding. There's a way for me to get a number. <laughs> and then he did something else. And then he did like life insurance. And he asks me, he goes, do you do life insurance too? And I was like, well, yeah, you know, it's a part of finance. He goes, well, I got into it with the number 10 guy in the state. I've been training with him for three months. And did you know that it pays out like 110%? Da, 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 da. I make so much money. And I'm just sitting there and like that kind of stuff just bangs my head up against the wall because I don't want to talk about work. And it feels like you're explaining something to me that clearly I already told you I knew about. And it's, it's such that this like red flag and I didn't write him off. He actually brought up into conversation that I had a girlfriend. So instantly I was like, okay, whatever, no big deal. But you were also flirting with me for like 15 minutes before you brought that up. So either you're lying to me, but whatever, or you're just, who knows? I don't give a fuck. I'm sure you're a great person, but I don't want to waste my time talking to you when I kind of want to go mingle around and I don't care what yeah. stuff you get. I hate that shit. Like, oh, that's what- when you say that, the thing when like, when people start going to like, oh, I get paid 110%. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. About how much you get paid on your insurance contract. And what do you do? You're explaining to me how I get paid. I know how I get paid. Like what? I just told you I work for myself. Oh, it's so funny that you like take that from what he said, but my interpretation of that is like so different. What is your interpretation? Because I for me, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I just I get very like you didn't listen to me. You you took what I said and you didn't listen. And you're telling me something, but if you would have just taken a step back and heard me, you know, so, okay. What, what did you get out of it? For me, it's like, so it's like such a, like a salesy thing. Like someone who just like got into the industry for the money. They're the brain. They're on the brain for, for, they're on the, like the Kool-Aid of like, Oh, I can make 110%. If I do this, I get the 50% bonus, blah, 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 whatever. I'm like, all right, just rattle it out. But then sometimes for me, I make it a game where uh, because I know so much more now versus like when oh, we like like, first started out. You like almost want to like fuck with him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, <laughs> so I get me, that. I'm like, too. what contract level do you have? Are you working with an IMO or an MGA? Blah, blah, blah. Like start, if you want to start talking like yeah. contracts and shit, bring it on. And I did, <laughs> I did. I asked him, I was like, you know, what company are you with? Are you independent? How are you, how do you get your leads? How are they generated? And his yeah. answers were bullshit answers and I was like oh god he was trying to impress me and then he didn't now he's gonna bring up the fact that he has a girlfriend or push him away I was just genuinely asking like if I cared if I wanted it to go by like oh why did you join the industry what was important about that to you oh you that is so cool that you did that uh-huh. Men who are listening, here are the cues. If you're, oh the girl my. you're talking to is interested, we, <laughs> want, we want you to ask about us. We want you to 
act interested in what we're talking about. We don't want you to tell us everything. And that's, I think when men first meet you, that's kind of how they do. They, they're trying so hard to impress you. And I understand that I'm empathetic to that. I get it and I can see it, but at some point they also need to learn basic socialization skills because I'm not, I don't want to sit there and waste my time and maybe give you a number to maybe drink up, meet up for a drink at one point when there's that's nothing. not a sexy conversation. No, that is not a sexy conversation. I don't get a hard on learning that no. you make 110% on what a term policy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to oh, clarify. Yes. And so this, so his friend came over, this part was hilarious too. His friend came over and he's like, Oh, I'm French. And we're like, that's cool. From where? And he goes, Paris. And my friends, she's like, where in Paris? And he's like, we're like okay but where in Paris and and he goes I said Paris and she goes no I can hear you but you're not telling me where you're from so you're instantly looking like you're lying to me and I was like I fucking love her because this is the shit that I bring up to men too and at some point I, I kind of stopped doing that because I'm purposely trying not to push people away. I'm trying to give people a chance. So I'm not fucking with them as much, but it was so entertaining watching her do it because he just kept fumbling over his words. And he's like, I'm a police officer. You want to see my badge? And she's like, no, thanks. And I was like, I want to see your badge. So I take it and I look at it. He's a fucking security guard for an IT company. He is not a police officer. His name is not even a little bit French. Apparently he's from Paris. I have no idea. But so yeah, back to your first question. I do date and I do meet men, but these are the men that I run into. And this internal battle of do I fuck with them? Do I give them a chance or do I walk away? Have fun, Elise. Maybe (laughs) one day you'll meet your like your match, your mental match. Someone who will fuck with you right back at you. I, oh, I, and I think that'll, you'll be like, let's go, baby. I'd be like, drop your pants right now. You're my, you're my level of energy. Let's get it going. Yeah. For for me, that's like my shit right there. I love someone who I can just like fuck with. Yeah. And the banter is so good. Yeah. Uh, You're on a bar. Like, it's yeah, and it's so flirty high. energy that's getting passed back and forth. And when I'm talking about work, it doesn't feel fucking flirty. It feels like a dick measuring contest that I did not sign up to be a part of. So <laughs> it's not my thing. Um, but <laughs> so oh my, my friends are like, what about him? What about him? I'm like, no, I, I get it. But no, at the same you. time, like, I don't want every time I go out to be a mission to like find somebody to hook up with. Like I'm there to make memories with my friends and yeah. and go to know. have a good time. Yeah, Like that was when I met Dave from Chicago. Obviously I went out with my girlfriends to go like potentially meet somebody, but I wasn't, but that was like second objective. Like yeah. the first one was like, I'm going to have a badass time with my friends we're gonna get drunk as shit go to our favorite bars go dance like whatever (laughs) and if you happen to meet somebody you know your girlfriends were like look at him yep and they're like slowly kind of bumping you and pushing you closer to him they're like friends with his friends already trying to get you guys to like meet up I wanted to close myself off but I forced myself to keep engaging in the conversation but I was like this isn't a conversation that I want to be a part of so Bye. (laughs) And I think like we can always have fun with it. And like for me, I'm all I love trolling the shit out of 
well okay that's just me yeah no I do too I, I love trolling people just like we're like oh you're gonna talk a big game right now let's go <laughs> or like you're drunk right so you don't usually pick up on social cues so you're like oh yeah tell me more about that oh how did you learn and you know <laughs> you're like stroking the ego at the same time you're like okay have a good rest of your night yeah okay bye can I get your I, number I no. need- <laughs> honestly in college I was known as a tease because I would do that all the time I would lead guys on I would get them hooked I would get them right there and I'd be like okay bye and I had so much power in that and it was so fun to do (laughs) it's like I don't want to be the tease anymore I mean obviously Mm. it's my natural instinct but I don't want to tease somebody I want to tease them in order to attract them to what what mm. I guess I, I don't know I want to do it in a playful way where before I was doing it probably as a coping mechanism for myself mm-hmm. like a confidence booster plus like a way to close off my heart but yeah now I want to do it as a confidence booster but also a way to bring a guy in so yeah, it's also yeah. kind of relearning how to flirt in a different way too but I do love trolling each other I think that's hilarious you need you're trying to use your powers for good Yes. Yes. Where before I was using it, not for good. I was using it to benefit me instead of using it to start maybe a potential relationship. But yeah. I was the biggest tease, dude. Oh my gosh. It's crazy to think back to. It's so far from who I am now, but yeah. I have an alter ego and her name is Sharice. And like, I joke and I'm like, whenever Sharice comes out to play, that is <gasps> without a doubt when that the tease comes on, when the flirty sex appeal, like don't oh. fucking talk shit to me. I got this. I own it. I'm the shit. Any man that wants me get in line. Like that's the whole like persona that's out there, oh. which is always fun. But then how I know to use that is to tease the guy and then like leave. And I need to not do the second part. <laughs> I need to tease the guy, make him want to stay. And then kind of go mm-hmm, from there if I'm meeting mm-hmm. somebody organically. And that is honestly how I feel like I thrive. This online stuff, when I'm joking about the guy working at Dairy Queen, I mean, literally that's, that's kind of what pops up on here. That sucks. Yep. It does. Yeah, I would it not. Does. A little bit. Yeah. Upgraded Charisse. You need a, an older Charisse now. I need a sophisticated Charisse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely do. Mm-hmm. So this will actually be kind of fun for the both of us. You have a homework assignment to write letters to people who have wronged you in the past for various reasons. Um, For me, I think my homework is to go out and flirt with men, like honestly on purpose. I'm giving myself this assignment to flirt with men on purpose. To t- but but like bring up Sharice, tease them, and then try try to keep them after the tease instead of me yeah. running away because I would bring guys yeah. in to tease them to like run away. Um, yeah. So that'll kind of be my upcoming assignment too. Like you're working Maybe we should to close some closet. doors. Yes. And closing some you doors. You need to open. Yeah. Yes. I think that's great. Like yeah. put it more positively. Like you want to put yourself out there to attract potential. Yeah. And I'm going to assume you're going to go out to bars more often now. Oh, for sure. And honestly, that's what was really good about, again, this past week is not just myself going out to bars, but my friends are more comfortable mm. going out. We're going out in groups and 
more people are at the bars now and we're allowed to get up and walk and mingle where before it was here, sit down. You can't talk to anybody. Jokes on me for trying to date this past year. It was like, <laughs> it was fucking hard. I can't imagine like, yeah. having to date during the pandemic. <laughs> right. But so now we've all been in a year of hibernation. We're all coming out to the bars as horny fucking rabbits prying <laughs> on people like, let's go, let's hook up. We're fun. But again, you know, I, mm-hmm. I want to try to tease and keep. So <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, that. Tease, to- like put yourself out there. Put your best foot forward. Put the fun Elise out there. Yeah. And then meet your match, basically. So when when I was out doing karaoke with my friends, one of the girls even brought up, she goes, I've never seen you like this. And I it shocked me. I was like, you haven't? Like, <gasps> yeah. No. When you said close it out for the karaoke in true form. That's, that's me. Elise. It that's is totally Elise. me, which is funny. Even like my, my cousin's boyfriend was like, I can't see you as this like wild part. I was like, really? You can't? That's <gasps> She's weird. She's in hibernation. I know. But he also met me during the pandemic when I was just like, oh. So anyways, yeah, he, he had mentioned that comment and my friend said it the other night. She goes, I've never seen this Elise. And I just laughed I in a good Elise. way. Like she meant it as a compliment. And I was like, Maybe I haven't been totally myself out or letting people, letting even, cause she's part of my newer friend group. I would say she, mm-hmm. she didn't know me throughout college and stuff like that. But I think that the more I'm comfortable with them, the more I'm letting myself totally be on that person. Yeah. And and that's that crazy karaoke and dancing. Don't give a fuck. I know that person. She's yeah. awesome. She is. And I think I lost her for a little bit, but I kind of needed to, I needed to, you know, going back to that card that we read a way that I shut myself out. And I'm still unpacking a lot of this in therapy where I didn't want to have men be attracted to me. I was pushing men away and I didn't want to be catcalled. I didn't want a man to have any interest in me. And so I subconsciously put on weight to where I didn't want I didn't want to to be attractive. I don't want to be attractive because, you know, I, that is a way to get a man's attention, right? They're very visual. And so by putting on weight, it kind of helped me still be social that I want to be, but also retract completely detach myself from my body. And that is something that I'm still trying to get back is yes, I've done all of the mental work that's there. And physically I've been addicted to working out. I love it. And so my body is getting back to, it's never going to be what it was, but that also increases the confidence. But yeah, that was a really hard thing to admit was that I was subconsciously, but kind of purposefully not giving a fuck about the way that I looked in my body and just letting myself go because I wasn't ready for a relationship. And I didn't want somebody to try to have a relationship with me while I was heavy because I didn't love myself. And actually recently, it's been really nice to hear that some of my close friends and family members have noticed that they're like, have you lost weight? And it finally feels good because I've been doing all of these things for a long time to lose weight the healthy way. And it's people are starting to notice and it feels good. And it also is a visual interpretation of me also being ready to accept love back into my life and ready to be like, okay, I can be sexy again. I don't have to wear a loose shirt. I can wear a fitted shirt, flirt a little bit. So yeah. Oh, I'm so proud of you for 
coming to that realization about yourself and uncovering that and then now being in that place and ready to heal that part of you and it's coming out through your actions and yeah. what you're doing to take care of yourself and yeah. I totally hear you when you say like I didn't want to be attractive I don't want to bring that into my circle my energy because that's mm. like I am not in that place yeah and it would have just been another distraction for me it would have been me jumping into another relationship before I was like totally healed and ready and carrying baggage to another thing so you know, mm -hmm. I never wanted to admit to myself that I was overweight, but I clearly was. And at the same time, I was so detached from my body that I didn't really, I knew I was, but I didn't look at myself and admit it and feel like, why are yeah. you doing this? Why is this happening? I mean, yeah, it's and a hard thing to like yeah. And I think that's like with a lot of things in our lives where earlier we're talking about like, what is your, your beliefs? that you've told yourself about like, I'm ready for this, but are you really, have you taken a hard look at yourself in the mirror and be like, this is how I feel about myself, mm -hmm. or this is what I think about myself. And what am I doing that validates your beliefs? Cause it, it shows how you act literally cliche, but your actions speak louder than words. Yeah. It's so wild to me that your mind and body are so connected and it's clearly true. And like when my outward appearance is like, I don't feel like I gave up, but I just, I couldn't also take on focusing on my appearance because I was taking on all of this other stuff that I had to work on all of this stuff, mentally, all of this stuff outwardly, you know, I had to let something go. And I was willing to take that sacrifice because it helped me focus on me and it didn't mm -hmm. bring a distraction into my life. And now I'm like begging for a distraction to come back into my life. So it's like, I retreated so <laughs> far back. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I'm really forward. But yeah, I think this is a really good conversation to have because I, there is no way that I'm the only person who has gone through this or has felt this way, mm -hmm. you know, who is gone through a hard divorce or maybe it wasn't a breakup. Maybe it was just something where you used food as a coping me mechanism, you know, where you either overate or underate and something mm -hmm. that brings you comfort when you're not comfortable. And I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to share my experiences and let people know that they're not alone and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And there is a way out <laughs> and you can yeah. come back to being a tease again one day, honey. <laughs> and I feel like you are number one. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I am that person. I know I'm that person, but hearing that validation from my friends, like, oh, I've never seen you like this. I'm like, well, wait, maybe I'm not giving that impression off. I thought I was, but now I'm going to make more of a point to Mm -hmm. feel more organically myself around people for this sole purpose of attracting the right person into my life yeah if you have somebody that you want to bring into your life you have to be that person yeah like you can't expect this uh, the other person to show up the way you want them to show up if you're not willing to show up in that way yeah and I will say I've been ready and I've been mentally ready for a few years now, like I truthfully have been, but when I started really looking at my weight and how mm. that was playing into my reservations of like getting too close to somebody because I wasn't 
it, it was, it was my, oh, here we go. This is perfect. It was, my weight was my security blanket to hold me back from letting that attachment start. Even though I was ready, it was still like the bandaid that I needed to rip off because mm-hmm. there's no going back. I'm not, I'm not about to get my bomb ass body back and get it back into shape and feel the best about myself in order to fall back down to the path that I was on in general. So yeah, it was my security blanket that I desperately needed to get through that time. And I thought I threw it away, but (laughs) I think, yeah, I think it's so good too. And it's like, now, you know, you've been saying it and then you had, you were ready, but the way it was manifesting itself was saying something completely different. Mm -hmm. And then how it manifested itself in your reality. Yeah. And then now what is the active decision to love yourself and really put a focused effort on you and taking care of you so that way you can let love in basically. Yeah. And now you're doing that and it's showing and it's your experience of what, like what happened this past week, the signs from the universe that this is the good path. Keep going, keep doing the things that are making you happy and bringing yeah. you back to that place where you're like absolutely loving your life and having, having absolute joy mm-hmm. in what you're doing with the people that you're with. And it's going to be an amazing journey and I'm so excited (laughs) so excited this turned into such a vulnerable conversation but I'm so glad that we're having it I mean I already said I I know I'm not the only one out here that has done this or felt this way or whatnot but I don't think it's something that we openly talk about or discuss to our girlfriends because either we are still covering it up or we're embarrassed or we're ignoring it. And, you know, to be able to not only discover these things in therapy, but then to repeat them to your friends or to say them publicly on a podcast is another reason why we are doing this show, you know, to be, you know, relate to people, to open ourselves up to anyways, I'm going down a rant that couldn't end, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I think like it shows it it takes such strength to be vulnerable and to point out what it is in your struggle because people don't talk about that Mm -mm. they don't talk about like with you talking about your security blanket and why and how did that what was that doing for you to protect you it was helping not get hurt but then it like yeah and it then was it wasn't helping more. you get you to where you want to be. Yeah, it was hurting and, you. More. And people don't admit that to themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's hard, like, to, as you know, as earlier we said, like, to look in the mirror and really have an honest conversation with yourself as to, like, what do you really want? Yeah, like, I can't keep saying that I want it, but then not put in the work to make myself feel comfortable enough to go out and get it. Yes, I'm there mentally. Mm-hmm. But then I would like go out in public and be like, no, like, I don't feel comfortable. Like I feel too fat. I don't like the way this looks. So when I'm not feeling my best self outwardly, I'm not going to act like the person that I know I am, that you know, I am around people. It Mm -hmm. is, it's a really fucking hard look in the mirror. But at the same time, I, 
I'm really grateful that I've gone through this and that I'm still working through it because I feel like my experience is going to help somebody else when they are down the path, or I'd be able to recognize it in a friend and say like, Hey, actually this happened to me too. Here's what it is. Have you thought about mm-hmm. you're blocking this off because you went through this all because I went through it. So I'm happy to kind of <laughs> be the, I don't know, the Projector. leader. Yeah. I'm glad you, you shared what you shared with me just now because you hadn't shared that with me before. Yeah. And I remember talking to you about it being like, well, is there like something like actually like blocking you from getting you to where you want to be with intimate relationships? Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, I'm ready. I'm doing the work. I know this already. And I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> like, are you sure? Yeah. Um, yeah. You opening up in this way, like I see that that makes it real also when you put it out there it makes it real and like your desires you know are putting being put out into the universe Mm -hmm. and it's so cool I do not think that my weight had anything to do with my value and I know that that's true I didn't want it to be somebody's reason for not wanting to be with me to where I closed myself off and said, well, Mm -hmm. it's my reason not to be with you. So I'm going to, I'm going to end it before you even think about starting it. Even as much as I would say that, like, so I was kind of dating a guy for a while last year and I made the comment that I liked that I met him and that we started dating when I was a little bit heavier because, you know, in my opinion, I was like, he's, he likes me for me. He doesn't like me for my body or, you know, whatever. But then it was also kind of fucking with my head too. And I don't want my self image, which is crazy to think about because I feel like Mm -hmm. I, I'm a super confident person, but I still have my insecurities and I know what my body has looked like my whole life and looking at it in the mirror right now, it's not that. And so it's hard for me to open up to somebody totally and be super vulnerable when I am not 100% comfortable with the way that I look naked even. Um, and this actually is going to transition to this, uh, show that I just watched or is a, a documentary movie about pole dancing. I don't know if I talked to you about this before, but it is mm-hmm. such a good movie because it helps women reconnect back with their bodies through pole dancing. So like, for example, one woman was going through cancer treatments and they're like talking to you about touching your body sexually, whatever is you're insecure about, you need to touch it and dance through it. So this woman lost, lost her breasts and lost her hair. Part of her getting back in touch with herself was touching her breasts and and like running her hands over her bald head. And I was just sobbing the whole time that I was watching this because I know that feeling of complete detachment from your body, then you are trying to get that attachment back. And these women were doing the work and they were doing it through such an empowering, beautiful pole dancing and just sexual dancing only for themselves not for anybody else and it just shows how much as women we are told to hate our bodies we're told to hate ourselves i mean there's a whole business out there targeting women you know for something that you lack yes there's a product for it exactly and so all of these women come together for all of these different reasons and they're using the pole dance as a form of empowerment. And it is such a good movie. But as I was watching it and I was like, that's what I need. I need something 
that will make me feel sexy, that will force me to like touch myself because I'm a very sexual person too. And I mean, yeah, dude, I have fuck buddies, whatever, but, but I'm not letting them in. I'm not opening myself up. It's either I'm closing them off sexually or I'm closing them off mentally. I'm not allowing Mm -hmm. anybody to do it at the same time together right now. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where we're at. That was powerful. It was. I felt very educated and animated talking. Yeah. And I could tell it was bringing it a lot of stuff for you. Um, A lot of emotion. And Mm -hmm. so thanks for sharing. Yeah, of course. And I'm going to talk to my therapist about it too. You're like, you should, you should listen. It's good. It just got to the real stuff. Yeah. It dug deeper. It was more open and honest. Not that you weren't being honest before, but it's like really like, it's, it's like not the surface level answer. It's what's below it. It's like, why are you doing that action? Why what's underneath it? Yeah. yeah. It's come from years and years of jumping from relationship to relationship to relationship and not healing myself in between. So yeah. I've had a boyfriend from the age of like 12 to 26, back to back to back. Oh. And a lot of traumatizing things happened during that. And I mean, domestic abuse was a huge one when I first moved to San Diego that like immediately after that relationship, I got into another one. So when I say like, yeah. And so when I say that, like I had to put this security blanket on, it wasn't just for my recent breakup. It was from the one before that and the one before that and the one before that. So that's what's kind of taken me so long to totally get there. And then Mm -hmm. even though I'm there, okay, now how do I actually, (laughs) how do I, how do I get a guy? Let's let's like back to basics. (laughs) Yeah. I like you. Do you like me? Okay. Like take me out on a date, please. Let's go on a date and like see if we have fun together. And then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I, I think that this this turned out to be a really good podcast. That's good. If we don't really know a topic or something, we should just definitely pull a card. Pull a fucking card. See how it resonates because it does lead into really good conversation. And I encourage all of you listeners to do this with your girlfriends and with your work wives is to not just, you know, go out for beers and margaritas, but talk about the deep shit, you know, bring that stuff up. You're not alone. And you may learn something about yourself. I mean, shit, I, I didn't know that I had a security blanket until I just said it. So that is why we're called work wife therapy. We are not therapists. We no. are not psychologists. <laughs> we're just work wives working through shit. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode. Yeah. If you liked what you heard subscribe leave us a five-star review again only five-star reviews I don't want to fuck with anybody else that's putting a four three like y'all haters can go listen to someone else's podcast if you don't like it don't tell me no security blankets (laughs) rip that shit off rip off the band-aid and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of work wives work wives (laughs) I almost said um Sister, Sister Wives. Wives. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Sister Wives. <laughs> Thank you. All right, man. We just went to church, man. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Then love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.